In the last episode, I mentioned that I have been in a particularly hard season of unemployment. There have been both external and internal things that have made some moments really challenging. And last week, God decided to show up through Scripture. Now, I also mentioned in the last episode that I have a practice of looking at the verse of the day every morning. And on Tuesday, uh, there had been a number of things that had just been really difficult for me uh, to work through, to process through. And one of those things was feeling like there were certain elements of what I'm going through that I, no matter what I've done, I have not been able to escape from. It almost felt like uh, there is something holding me, that there is like a snare. And I don't know if I use that word snare in my mind when I was thinking about it, but what I do know is the next morning, the verse of the day said, my eyes are ever on the Lord, for only he will release my feet from the snare. The night before, I had feeling like I had this feeling that I was trapped, and the very next morning, God gave me a verse where I felt like He was basically saying, "Look, I know, I know that you are in a snare. What I want you to know is one that I know that, that two, only I am the one that can release you from it. So any of your efforts are going to be futile. So just trust me. I know what I'm doing, and I'm actually in the process of releasing you from that snare." And it was really encouraging. Uh, in fact, there's a friend of mine who was also feeling like he was in a similar position, and that verse spoke to him as well. So it was a two-for-one. One day would have been uh, impressive enough. But then the next day came. Uh, kind of along the same vein of, of feeling trapped, I had felt like time was passing and, and nothing was happening. Um, that there were certain things that I thought might have worked out by now that hadn't, and there was no signs that they were going to work out anytime soon. So what does God do? Well, that next morning, Thursday morning, he gave me this one from Psalm 27, 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Again, God was trying to remind me, look, I am here. I know I am working. Just trust me. Just wait. And he's given me that call before. Now, what was really exciting is I was so um, encouraged by that verse that I decided to look at the whole chapter, and lo and behold, the chapter was full, full of relevant verses, verses that were speaking specifically to my situation, specifically to things that I was longing for. It was as though God was saying, I have so much that I'm trying to communicate to you. Just listen. God didn't stop there. Uh, another thing that I struggled with was feeling like there were things that God had put in my heart over the last few months, over the last year, that had just become so strong. Things that I desired, things that I longed for, and not just for me, but for others and for God's glory. And I didn't know how to get to them. I felt like I did not have access. I did not have the means or the resources. So on Friday morning, God gives me Psalm 37.4. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, I felt like the day before with Psalm 27, um, that was so powerful that, well, well, let me try that again. And so I went and looked at Psalm 37, and it was the same deal. It was just full of verses that were encouraging me specifically where I was. One in particular 
was a verse that said, enjoy safe pastures. And one of the things that I've been wrestling with is, what in the world do I do in this season? On any given day of unemployment, how do I strike that balance between being responsible and job searching and doing interviews and also waiting for the Lord or taking advantage of this space of rest that he's given me? And there are expectations coming from all directions across that spectrum. And so for a while, I've really wrestled with how I spend each day and wondering, am I being responsible enough? Am I being God-honoring enough? And it was like God was trying to tell me, stop worrying about it. Stop stressing about it. Stop focusing on the expectations or what you need to do or what you need to not do. I've given you this day. This day is a safe pasture, and I want you to enjoy it. And so I decided to do that. I decided to take those two verses, enjoy safe pastures, and the other one, take delight in the Lord. And I just enjoyed that day for God's glory. That day was such a good day. Um, and it even looked like some big things might happen. Um, and then they didn't happen. And then I got into Saturday, and I didn't feel the same level of joy uh, that I had the day before, the same connection with the Spirit that I had before. And so what was the verse of the day? Well, it was Psalm fifty-one, twelve: Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. You know, and at first I actually shrugged it off because I felt like, oh yeah, no, I had joy yesterday and I have a willing spirit. And then God was like, you sure? And I realized that I had let the missed expectations of, of some of those big things the day before come in the way of letting God be all I needed. I let it come in the way of taking joy in who God was and how he was working. And that made my spirit a little less willing. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. God was challenging me to remain in him, to enjoy him, to trust him, no matter what was happening, no matter what seemed to not be working out, no matter how my enemies seemed to come up against me, which is a theme in both Psalm 27 and 37, when all seemed lost, what could it look like to know that nothing is lost in God's hands? There's this well-known passage, uh, Hebrew 4, uh, specifically verse 12, that says this, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Scripture is powerful. Scripture is a gift that we don't deserve. We are in a time where we have greater access to this living and active word than anybody in history. And yet, how often do we not recognize that gift? How often do we not recognize that power? How often do we question whether this word is more than just words on the page or whether it's something bigger, the actual voice of God? Well, today we take some time to explore that. Uh, we sit down with Aaron Rose, who is the teaching worship pastor at East End Fellowship. We hear stories from Marty Williams and Heather Schmitz, who share how scripture impacted their lives. And all of this so we can ask that question. Is the word of God really a way that God still speaks? 
And if so, what do we do about that? Thank you for joining us for episode four of the Where Did You See God podcast. I'm really excited today because I get to sit with Aaron Rose, and Aaron is the worship and teaching pastor. You have to check his notes. I had to check my notes. She just had a title change. (laughs) He goes to our, I've been saying that I'm worship and teaching pastor every single Sunday. He goes to the church faithfully and had to check his notes. We've said it like three or four times. In the minutes leading up to this conversation. He was like, I, what do you do? And I slid my notes down. Literally. But it just happened. You know, you can sense in this this friendly banter that Aaron and I just have a good friendship. Yep. We go way back to 2012. We used to live together. We used to live together. People are like, what? But Aaron was an urban songwriting intern with Airbond. And uh, she stayed with us for a summer and it changed her life and <laughs> motivated her it to did. stay it in the community. That's true. Uh, and these are the moments that stick with us in our lives and change who we are and lead us to today where I'm sitting in Aaron's office. He's sitting in my seat. In, in my her office. seat so that I have the power. Yep. Um, and I'm excited because <laughs> Aaron is amazing. If you haven't ever Thanks, heard bro. Aaron preach, you should go to eastendfellowship.org and go <laughs> and listen back to some of those sermons because, yeah, she just, uh, you have a real gift with Thanks, how bro. you share what God's sharing with you and how you bring you. it together in a way that is relatable and accessible. Uh, so I love it. Um, but I especially love uh, your relationship with scripture, the way that mm-hmm. you um, know the value of scripture, the way that you spend time in scripture, the way that you find ways to then communicate that scripture out. Um, and so today uh, I'm excited to sit with Aaron to talk about how God speaks through scripture. But before we jump into that, I always like to pray before we start. So I'm going to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Father God, we just thank you that you are God and you are good. And we just thank you that you do speak to us through your word, that you have given us the gift of a written word that is from you, um, that we have access to, that we have the freedom to carry around with us, that we have the ability to memorize and hold in our hearts and minds. Um, but we also acknowledge that we are prone to not value that book, to not value that living word. And... We just pray that this time would be one where you would just give us some insight, some wisdom and discernment to recognize why your word is so valuable, how you speak through that word, and what we even do about that. Um, So I pray that it wouldn't be our words, but yours, uh, and the time that follows, and I just pray that you would be honored. I just pray in his holy name. Amen. Amen. So so let me ask this lead-in question. Um, You know, when you came in in 2012, you weren't planning on being a teaching pastor. Nope. And now you are up at the pulpit at yep, least once a month. I am. Um, what, why, how, why? Why did that happen? How did that happen? Why do you think God has you in that uh, position? This is a good question. Um, I don't know. So I, I always, not always, but since like 19, I knew I wanted to be a worship leader. Um, and that, felt like I felt most like myself when I was leading worship. Um, it just was like a beautiful thing. And the, and like I came to East End Fellowship through the songwriting internship program. Um, but at that time there was more of a focus on worship leading. 
And I was excited about the opportunities to lead worship in this community. Um, but I, I feel like I've always had a word in my belly. Like, if that makes sense. Like, I've always loved God's word. I've always had um, a pretty strong relationship with it, a strong relationship with scripture. I used to memorize scripture um, for fun. Nobody made me do it. I also had people making me do it, like in Sunday school and in private school. But I remember um, I had a my first real boyfriend ever. We used to sit on the phone. Were there imaginary boyfriends before? No, they were just, <laughs> they weren't imaginary, Paul. Thank you. Um, they were, but like the first, like, I went on dates. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is my boyfriend. That's um, real. He, he and I used to stay on the phone very late, seeing we would have contests to see who had the most scripture memorized. <laughs> so we would go one-to-one <laughs> and have battles, like, oh, who could quote and give the ref? No. And did we give the reference to? Giving the reference is way hard. I can go for a while just quoting stuff because I just have general ideas of where. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I just have always loved God's word. And I've always felt like I had, like, a gift for explaining myself. People have always been like, oh, you're just, you're so articulate. And um, the marriage of those two, of loving God's word and having a gift for teaching, like it just feels like the way I've operated at Eastern Fellowship is a beautiful meeting of those two worlds. But as far as why God is doing this, I don't know. I've actually was thinking about it this morning. I was like, Lord, why? Like a lot of people were raised the way that I did, the way that I was, and they have a really strong scriptural background. Um, but for me, it just, it's stuck. And I, it's the grace of God. Who knows? But you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I grew up in a church that did not affirm women in leadership. And I think I just never saw myself of having an official capacity in a church um, as like a person that preaches or teaches. Um, but I used to always just see myself preaching. Like I never could imagine, I didn't have imagination for this is the thing that I do in a body. This is the authority that's been given to me by God and it's confirmed by his people. But I just would always in my mind, like when I looked at myself in the future, I was preaching. Mm. So here you are. Yeah, here I am. That's a long answer to. But it's good. And there's a lot of good stuff in it that I already jotted some stuff down on my notes cool. to hit. But the first thing I want to hit is this. Um, the word's been an important part of your life. Mm -hmm. And. I could write, now there's a bookshelf behind you. I'm sure there's a Bible in there. And then I'm, you know, then there's this other book, The Hero of Ages. That's uh, a, it's the last book in a really good trilogy mm. by Brandon Sanderson. So, so if you're looking for a read. A nerdy read. Don't start with that one because that's the third. Right. Start with the first one. But I could hold up that book and I could hold up the Bible. And someone could say, what's the difference? Because both of them are just pages with words on them. So, oh! like, why... You keep talking about this word of God. Yes. Why, why is this old book that was written by people even by, like how you're telling me that God can speak through the word? That's that's crazy. Well, let me just let me just say something. I do think that the physical Bible that we have, there are words on a page that's real. But A.W. Tozer put it like this, and it's so beautiful. He was like, the only reason, or was it Tozer? Listen. It was somebody who was wise. We'll we'll and it resonated in my it. spirit. Um, he says the only reason that 
the words on the page carry any weight is because they correspond with the word of God that existed before time began. And that to me is like, yo, yes, I have this book by Brandon Sanderson, but the words on those pages are not corresponding with the word of God that was spoken before the framing of the world. So that's why the word of the Bible, the words in the Bible are different than just everyday words. So I'm sure you have many, um, but I'd love to hear of a time in your life where God spoke through scripture. That oh, like, yeah. it was legit, yes, this is a living word. Sure, absolutely. I, it was a few months ago. I, um, at this point, I was jogging for exercise that has since ceased. <laughs> Not because I don't like it, but because I injured my hip a few years ago. Mm. And you only get one set of hips. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's no, true. So I just, I put it to the side. I'm sacrificing, okay, you guys, so I don't run anymore. But I remember I had just run through um, a cemetery near, and like in our neighborhood, which sounds creepy, but it is very relaxing and peaceful. And as I was jog- running through the cemetery, I was like, all right, Lord, speak to me. Because I just feel like when you're exercising, your mind is clear. It's just like I can hear from God in a special way. I won't really hear nothing. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I will just continue to jog through all these people's, you know, graves. And that's completely fine. When I got home, I was like, all right, let me just spend some time in God's word. And I went on my back porch, got my Bible, and I said, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to know? And I opened my Bible up to a random place. And I don't normally do that, but it's the thing that I did this uh that morning, and I opened up to Proverbs chapter eight, and it was, um, and that passage is talking about wisdom, and it like personifies wisdom, and there was this um, place in it, and this is the ERV, the Aaron Rose version, I am paraphrasing, <laughs> where it talks about how wisdom was there with God in the beginning, and it was with God when he was framing the world, and that to me was just so like, it was like, whew, something like opened up and I was like, all right, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? What do you want me to pray? And the spirit of God said, ask for wisdom. I lied to you not. I lied to you not. So I said, all right, Lord, let me have some of this wisdom. And yo, it really felt like I'm not lying. This sounds like a spooky, weird Christian thing to say, but being a Christian is weird. I really felt like the spirit of God increased my measure of wisdom in like a I felt it. I felt it. And like a few days later, I had a really, really troubling like situation like happen. And I just was so grateful that God had asked me to pray for some wisdom because I was able to operate out of a supernatural deposit of wisdom that I did not have access to before. So, boom. Mm. And I mean, we could we could sit here for several hours and probably keep telling stories. In the, in the intro, I talk about how just last week, I was in a hard place, and one thing that I do as a practice is um, before I can look at anything else on my phone, I got to look at that verse of the day. Yeah. And for several days Thank you, in you a version. row, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for several days in a row, it was like ridiculously relevant. Yeah. Ridiculously thematic to like where I was, mm-hmm. and there was even moments where uh, on Friday I had been struggling with 
how to engage the space of unemployment that I'm in right now mm. and, and the expectations and the stresses. And God used his scripture to say to me, uh, the, the pastor said, enjoy safe pastures. Yep. And I just knew in that moment, God was saying, look, I don't want you to worry about anything today. Don't Amen. worry about expectations. Amen. Just enjoy this day that yes. I've given you. And yes. it was the closest I had felt to him in a while. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I felt close to him, but it was like, there's something different. Like I felt the spirit. I felt yeah. like it was, and it was just amazing. And I was like, wow, like, and I didn't even do anything except yeah. for do what God said in his word. Yeah. Um, and we could even spend time looking at scripture itself and the number of times that a word from God uh, ended up speaking truth in a situation. The number of times in the uh, New Testament, they referenced something that was said in the Old Testament, oh, and how sure. God spoke through that. And so, you know, we could do that. We could spend hours doing that. We're not going to. Um, <laughs> but we can, we can just say that we believe, the two of us in here, we believe that God speaks through his word. Absolutely. Right? So if we are saying that, then why don't we live like that so often? Why don't we utilize and value scripture to that level? Yeah, I mean, I think it's different reasons for different people. I think for some people, they feel like this, that scripture is inaccessible, like it's hard to understand and it doesn't carry any relevance for their life today. I think um, for others... It's like, I'm reading, 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 but I don't feel anything. And then others of us, it's just like, oh yeah, I am supposed to read my Bible. I've been so busy. You know what I'm saying? They just don't engage because there's so much stuff going on. So I think for those of us who are feeling like this isn't relevant for me, I think one, yes, the Bible is a cultural document. It was written for a particular group of people at a particular uh, time, like each book within the whole book. Mm-hmm. It's definitely cultural. And so there are going to be some things in there that are going to be like shocking or unsettling or like things that we just flat out don't like. But I would just love for us to like take those moments and instead of like being like, I'm just going to throw this whole thing away or it just, it doesn't really matter. Like press in a little bit more deeply and see what God is revealing about himself in scripture. Because to be honest, like scripture is God's self revelation. This is like the practical self revelation of God that we have from throughout history. So I think, um, a lot of times in scripture, when we see things about God or about God's people that are troubling and we're like, this doesn't jive with what I I understand God to be. I would say, allow those moments, like ask the Holy Spirit to heighten your understanding first, but then also allow those moments to kind of expand what you know to be true about God. Because I think, I remember one of my professors said this to me, because I was like, oh, I don't like what this um, verse says about God because God is whatever, whatever, whatever small thought that I had Mm -hmm. and in front of everybody she was just like well Aaron maybe your picture of God is too small maybe what you how you conceive of God is too limiting don't be offended by what scripture says you need to check what you believe about God and I was crushed and ever since then I was just like yep absolutely so I do think that's one thing and then the other group of people who um just what was the thing I said that it was platitudes did I say that? You didn't, but that's good. Roll with it. I don't know. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. It's Oh, yeah. It's like I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading, but I don't feel yeah. anything. 
Don't yeah, and that it. could be because you feel like it's just full of platitudes or, um, I mean, that's real. Mm-hmm. I think that there are going to be times in your life where um, it's just like, I'm trying to hear a word from the Lord. And it's just it's like radio silence. That's a, that's a thing, right? Yep. Radio silence. Um, but I think it's okay to feel those things. I would say just be. Just be. Just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you in whatever way the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you and for real, just keep pressing through. Um, turn to God's word. It's always available to you, especially if you are in uh, English-speaking like country, society. There's millions of Bibles that you can access at any point in time. Don't stress about that. Don't fear. God still sees you. God still loves you. God still hears you. God still remembers you. And the time will come again where the words will leap off the page for you. Don't stress. And then for those of us who are just like, oh, yeah, I'm... I forgot that my Bible is a thing that exists and I should dive into. Um, just, I mean, start small. It doesn't have to be like this huge, like, I'm pouring myself into God's word. Uh, but like Paul said, you version exists for a reason. The Lord inspired those app developers um, for a reason. Just take a couple of moments each day, but don't treat it as like just a thing to check off. Um, your list, like try to engage with that one verse as deeply as you can. If, and if it's just one verse, just try to meditate on it throughout your day as you're doing all your things, like with your kids or with your spouse or with your coworkers. Um, just try to engage with God's word throughout the day, even if it's just a verse at a time. And your original question is, why don't we live like it? Like, if God's word is so important, if God's word is so, like, life-giving, why don't we always live like it? It's, I mean, because we're on this side of the mm-hmm. kingdom of God. Nothing's going to be perfect. Nothing's going to be all the way right. It just isn't. So, um, be encouraged, children of God. Mm. Yeah. And as you were talking, it made me think about how something that's really important to name in all of this is that Anytime we come to something, we're coming with some kind of foundation built. We're coming with some kind of expectations in mind. And so when it comes to scripture, like you, gosh, a big one that people face is is almost the requirement element of Mm -hmm. scripture that, oh, in order to be a good Christian, I have to be reading scripture. If I'm not reading scripture, I'm not a good Christian. And if I'm a good Christian, then I'm going to feel something. I'm going to hear something. If I don't, that means I'm not a good Christian. And... And I don't think that's the foundation right. that God wants for us. He wants us to read his word. He gave it to us as a yeah. gift. But the foundation for me is that God is God and God is good. Amen. One, like, he is, he's God. He's powerful. Yeah. And so, man, like, I, I should be honoring him yeah. by, like, listening for him and recognizing sure. his voice instead of ignoring him. I hate it when my kids ignore me and I'm talking to them and they're yeah. acting like I'm not even there. I'm like... Yeah. I made you right. <laughs> like, um, but God is good. Mm-hmm. Like he is loving. And so he, he wants us to hear him and to, to, to hear his voice because yeah, that's how deeply he cares about us. He created yeah. us. He wants good things for us and not yeah. good things like a million dollars and this, that, and the other. He wants full life for us. Amen. And so he's going to speak to us in every kind of way that he wants to speak. And mm-hmm. his word is one of it. So like when that's we true. recognize the gift of the Bible, of Scripture, of the living Word, 
if we realize it in, in the sense of that foundation, that God is powerful and, and is worthy yeah. and deserves us honoring him in that way and that he loves us, those words are there because he wants to show us who he's created us to be. Right. That's only makes it more freeing, yeah. right? Like it's not a pressure of if I don't do this, I'm bad, or if I don't hear this, I'm wrong. It's I'm stepping into the space. And sometimes you're right. Like we're not necessarily going to recognize what God's saying yeah. or hear what God's saying. And, and that just gives us the opportunity to show our, uh, our love for him and trust in him by remaining at the table, Yeah, you know, instead of leaving like, well, not saying anything, but like, no, I'm going to stay. Yeah. Um, and how, man, how powerful is it that, that God chooses to work in that way? Because we don't deserve that. Yeah. And I also, like, I also think that it's just such a privilege for us to have access to God's word the way that we do. Because people in other places right now and then people in other times when literacy was just not a mm-hmm. thing, like, mm-hmm. didn't have access to scripture in the way that we do. So why not, like... Why not dive in? And I know, like, I also I also do want to say that, like, Scripture is not the only way that God is self-revealed. Like, it's because, like I said, there, were, there are people, groups who have not been literal. I mean, just throughout the ages, like, God reveals God's own self in whatever way that God chooses. Um, but I think that having Scripture is just such a, just such a gift to see how God has spoken throughout the centuries um let's just like remember how and how wonderful that is and how sweet that is now one thing that came to mind that i think is is important to note um you know you said earlier that one of the things that can be a deterrent for someone is they feel like they can't understand scripture and i mean let's be real like that's a big book with a lot of hard things and a lot of confusing things a lot of cultural things yeah um, and I think it's important for us to remember that even as we are spending time in the word and discerning things, yeah. um, the importance. So one of the values in sharing that yeah. with others is then those others can then speak back into that. Because yeah. let's be real, people have misheard scripture in the past, misused scripture in the past. Amen. Uh, and we don't want to do that. That's dishonoring mm-hmm. to God and usually ends up being dishonoring to others. And so I think there's an importance to not just locking ourselves in a room, yeah. reading the Bible and deciding what yeah. we think the Bible's saying is what the Bible's saying, but to like come alongside others and say, you know what, I feel like this is what God said to me in scripture and see how they respond to that. Yes. I don't want everybody to feel the weight of being able of, or like the pressure of like, I have to understand every single thing in the Bible myself. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to feel like that. There are people... Like, I would say this is why we need community. This is why we need each other. This is why we need spiritual leaders in our lives. Like, this is one of the important reasons for, like, belonging to, like, a a local church body and having, like, that kind of spiritual covering because those are people that you can be like, yo, the word says this, I'm confused, help me understand it. That's what those people are there for. That's why they're getting paid the big bucks. Mm -hmm. Just joking. Um, they're not going to pay the big books at all, but for real, like, don't feel like I isolated by myself need to understand every single thing about this ancient text. No, it's an ancient text. Like use the resources that are around you, get you in a good Bible, believe in church and, um, yeah. Engage with God's word and community, uh, with community of other believers. Yeah. 
And like you said earlier, God speaks through more ways than just scripture. And Absolutely. so he uses that community to speak alongside the scripture. Absolutely. And there's another, I looked up a verse while you were talking. Um, the other piece of this too is we are 100% not expected to just in and of ourselves discern this. Because again, like we're talking about an incomprehensible God. Um, and so in, I think it's important for us to real, remember 1 Corinthians 2.14 the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come mm-hmm. from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. Yeah. And here's the deal. Like this, I would say this is the most important thing when we are engaging scripture, when we're trying to hear God speaking through scripture, we don't even expect God to speak through scripture, but we're reading it because we got that U version, like whatever it is, yeah. it's important to recognize that we can only discern through the spirit, that yeah. we got to make that invitation that, we got to acknowledge, hey, God, like, my brain is not going to be able to comprehend this, but yeah. I want to understand you. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm open and I'm willing. Like, mm-hmm. speak if you want to speak. Um, and to recognize then that it's not out of our own power, but us releasing our power so that the Spirit yeah. can do what it wants to do and say what it wants to say. And then we can have moments like yours of, of jogging and, like, you didn't have any plans to suddenly come across wisdom through the Scripture, but right. the Spirit gave you that nudge to say, sure. hey, there's something here that you yeah. need to hear. Yep. And so you stepped in obedience, not knowing what was to come. Absolutely. And days later, there was a moment where you needed that wisdom that God and his foresight yep. knew you were going to need. Exactly. And that's only through the spirit. Um, well, anything else? Any last thoughts? I was talking to um, a friend of mine, and um, her name is Micah. And she just is saying that scripture is one of the most beautiful pieces of literature ever written. And I am in firm agreement with that. Like, the beauty that exists on those pages, like, the mystery of God that's being revealed on those pages, like, it's just such a beautiful thing. And I'm extremely grateful that, um, I'm grateful for that appreciation. I don't have to have it. Um, So, yeah, I just, I love God's word. And um, I want everybody else to as well. For the word of God is alive and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. It is mind-blowing to me that these words on a page or words on a smartphone can have so much impact, can yield so much power. And I've heard so many stories of just that, and I've experienced so many stories in my life of, of Scripture coming at just the right time or saying just the right things. And what's amazing is it's not about those words eliminating the problem. It's about those words illuminating the truth. Well, today, I have two stories for you. And the first one comes from a good friend, Heather. And I've known Heather for five years. And we've had many conversations um, about God and about life and about hardships and about injustices. And I was really encouraged, actually, by an email she sent uh, just the other day. 
So it starts off, she's sharing Deuteronomy 8, 1 through 5. Be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out. Your feet did not swell during these 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord God disciplines you. Heather was reminiscing on how she and I had talked about that passage five years ago. And so she goes on to say this, I think my God story from then and perhaps as well now is perfectly encapsulated by this passage and the thorn in the flesh one in 2 Corinthians 12. God isn't always in the business of making us comfortable. Often it's quite the opposite. He allows us to hunger and thirst and have that thorn in our flesh, that sickness that won't go away, that tough time. Why? To test you in order to know what was in your heart whether or not you would keep his commands. It's one thing to worship God when your circumstances make you happy. It's quite another to joyfully obey and worship him when your circumstances should leave you miserable and despairing. God isn't in the business of changing your circumstances. He's in the business of changing your heart. So when circumstances get bad, don't despair. Remember God and his testing furnace and seek out the lesson for which he may be trying to refine you. So what's really funny about this is she ends by thanking me for walking her through this passage way back in 2013 and 2014, but she sent it at just the right time that I needed those words, that I needed that passage and that reminder of who God was and how he works. So thank you, Heather, for sharing that. And man, just what a powerful word. And I just wanted to emphasize that one verse in there. If I could find it, there you go. Um, All this happens to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And how relevant (laughs) that specific verse as we talk about the power of scripture. The second story is actually our first voicemail story. Uh, And so just a reminder, uh, there are a number of ways to share your stories with this podcast. Uh, And I always love being able to share stories in the voices of the people who are doing the sharing. And so I've set up a voicemail. And at any time, you can call this because it goes straight to voicemail. Uh, It is 1-804-372-3836. You can leave a brief message. I think it stops automatically at five minutes. So aim for less than that. But today, um, my good friend Marty uh, shares one of her many, many amazing stories. Uh, But... This particular one, she shares how scripture literally changed her life. Hey, Paul, it's Marty. I guess I just wanted to share with you how God has used scripture a lot to speak to me. I can remember one specific time in December of 2005. I was 42 years old and never married. I was having long talks with God about that, obviously, and I just wanted some closure. I was happy being single, but I also thought marriage would be cool, too. 
So he reminded me of John fourteen thirteen when he says, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. So I prayed about it in Jesus' name for what I think was probably the first time that I had prayed about my um, marital status. I asked God just to throw me a bone, you know, send me a sign if he planned for me to be married. Within just a matter of two days, he threw me that bone and he gave me that sign. (laughs) You know, gosh, it sounds kind of silly right now talking about it, but he sent me on a blind date with this guy. And um, through that conversation, he gave me Deuteronomy 8. And so I started reading that scripture um, in every translation I could get my hands on. I meditated on it day and night. And there were a couple of scriptures specifically that jumped out off the page at me. One of them was verse 7, when he talks about that he's about to bring you into a good land with brooks and streams and deep springs, a land of wheat and barley and vines and a land where bread wouldn't be scarce and I wouldn't lack for anything. But then um, following that, he talked about verse 11, but to be careful not to forget the Lord, that your heart will, can become proud. And if you follow other gods, then you will absolutely be destroyed. And I have no idea why those scriptures were jumping off at me until about two weeks later when I received a significant raise at work and a really nice bonus. Oh, it was clear that God wanted me to do something with this money, and he had some really good intentions for it. And I knew that it wasn't for me to keep and that I was um, called to give it away. So even though I had just bought a house and I needed a new-to-me car, um, he really spoke really clearly to me one day about giving it away. And that's a whole other story that we don't have time for on this um, phone call. But So all of this was just a bit crazy, but in a good kind of way. It was so cool that my friends laughed and said, imagine what would have happened if you had actually asked for a husband instead of a sign. And I was like, hmm. So the next day I did. And a year later, yes, a whole year later, God moved. December of 2006, I met Don Coleman. And he had heard about the work that I was doing in the community and how I lived my life. And he had to give me Luke 10, 1 through 7. So like Deuteronomy 8, I started reading and meditating on that scripture too. And it starts off with Luke 1, where Jesus is sending people off in pairs, two by two, to prepare the way for him to come. The harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few, pack lightly, and you will be like lambs among wolves. God used all seven of those scriptures, um, but I'm going to stick to the one about Luke 1. By um, January 2007, just a month later, God used that scripture to change how I was praying. And so, uh, specifically, how I was praying for my husband. And he turned that into praying for the other half of my pair, someone that could join me in what I was doing. Not only what I was doing, but what God was doing in me, for me, and through me in my community. It could be another woman, it could be a couple, or the icing on the cake would be a husband. So I started meeting with Don once a month as he discipled me in things of God and my life in general and work, home and play, and 
time went by and I finally told him the impact that that scripture had had on my life and in my prayers. Little did I know that I, that after praying and sharing the story with my dearest friend, Don and a few other people had the honor of introducing to me to my now husband. And that was a year later also. That was December of 2007, another blind date. And a year after that, December of 2008, we got married. And Don officiated our wedding. And now we live happily ever after. But the thing that I want to encourage my single friends, the guys and gals out there who long to be married, is that praying the scripture is not a magic formula. Um, God uses different scriptures in different ways for different people. This is just how God used Luke 10, 1 through 7, a scripture to speak to me and to guide me. Today, you have access to one of the most powerful gifts that God has given us, his word. You have more access to that than so many people throughout history. And so what can you do today to see, to listen to what God may have for you? How can you make a space of even just five minutes to sit down and to do like Aaron said, hey God, what is it that you want to say? You know, scripture has been so meaningful in the lives of myself and Aaron and so many others. We have seen it work and we share our stories because we want the same for you. We want you to know the power of God. We want you to know the love of God. We want you to know that no matter what the circumstances are, God is still God and God is still good. So make that space today. Cultivate that trust. And even if you don't fully believe it, even if you don't fully feel it, sometimes the simple act of obedience of pulling out your Bible and reading a verse can show God you're ready. Well, before we go, I want to offer up one more challenge. Uh, I posted on the Facebook page, which there is one, you should go and uh, like it, that I would love for people to take Doug Paul's Kairos Challenge of writing down one to three Kairos moments every day for two weeks and just to see what happens. So if you want to take up this challenge, I want to hear about it. Let me know. Shoot a message. Let me know how it's going. Share your stories. Because God's at work, y'all. He wants us to see and hear him. Well, thank you again for, again, walking through this with me. And, and as you go through your day, you already know. Where did you see God? Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Where Did You See God podcast. And I would love for your stories to be a part of it as well. So there are a number of ways that you can do that. You can check out our Facebook page at Where Did You See God podcast. You can go to anchor.fm slash Where Did You See God, or you can leave a brief voice message at 804-372-3836. I would love to hear your stories. And if the stories you've heard have encouraged you, uh, think of someone else who could be encouraged as well and share it with them. The music you've been listening to is You'll Walk, You'll Run by Urban Doxology. They are a solid group and you will love listening to the rest of the music. So check them out. And as always, as you go through your day, ask yourself, where did you see God? <laughs>